0: Well, it's about that time again for a Friday, and this one is for a crisp October 9th, 2020. Welcome to the relevant version of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and newsletter. This installment's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for me to say, Early voting is underway for all registered voters. Vote in person or request a ballot by mail. Register to vote by October 13th and request your ballot by mail by October 23rd. Visit elections.virginia.gov for more information. The Albemarle School Board has voted 4-3 to three to proceed with a return to school for students in kindergarten through third grade, beginning on November 9th, a month from today. What is known as Stage 3 will also involve more in-person students for instruction on English as a second language, special education, and for those without broadband internet. This was the recommendation of Superintendent Matthew Haas. Here's Kate Acuff, representative from the Jack Jewett Magisterial District. It is, it is our job, of course, to balance the expert advice we have about the health and safety issues in school uh, against what's best in the best educational interests of our kids. cuff said she was concerned about the potential for the achievement gap to grow and that parents should have the option to decide for themselves whether to proceed with in-person instruction. Before the vote, one of the members said they got an email from a bus driver concerned that students on pupil transport would not be sitting six feet apart from each other because all seats would be used. One administration official acknowledged that would be the case, but that mask wearing and hand sanitizing would be sufficient mitigation. Another school board member asked whether athletic activity would include competition. So good question, Jay Thomas, Director of Secondary Education. Our athletic directors have been working... um Uh, through a lot of different protocols. Uh, this In July, uh, for three weeks, they actually piloted conditioning. Um, What would happen is they are in the process of putting together and finalizing protocols and procedures for each of the sports to be able to condition in November. But VHSL sports actually start December, the first week of December. Superintendent Matthew Haas said there are already 1,000 students whose parents or guardians have opted for online learning. Many of these are people who have not been able to afford private instruction. The people who have the means uh, are, have their children either in pods in the community, spending thousands and thousands of dollars uh, to pay, I hate to say it, but paying some of our teachers who've resigned or gone on long-term leave uh, to be their teachers in that pod. Haas said attendance for synchronous virtual learning for high school students is below 60% for those on free or reduced lunch. School board members Kate Acuff, Dave Oberg, Jono Alcaro, and Katrina Carlson voted for the move to stage three. Graham Page, Judy Lee, and Ellen Osborne voted against. Let's hear some of the voices. Osborne said she was concerned that some of the students would have new teachers. We always hear how important relationships are, and now we're willing to disrupt that for some... for. Uh, going to school every other day. And I'm not convinced that the trade-off is worth it. Lee thought the move will be premature. The risk is still great. I still think the risk is great. And then we're going to break that for the reward that is, um, for me, questionable in terms of, you know, two full days for kids um, and then three full days of asynchronous and then um, breaking these relationships. Page cited three reasons why he voted against the proposal. And that's the fact that um, the cases in our area continue to rise. The positivity rate is above the state average. And we can't really say with any certainty what's the transmission rate going to be, because we don't have walls that separate us from UVA or the city. Dave Oberg, understood all of these arguments. My gut, my just my gut, my heart says, why would we risk it? But my brain says, listen, we have experts who have done this analysis, who've said, look, as long as these things are followed, it's safe. And. I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt that analysis. Acuff said if the number of cases suddenly rises with more outbreaks, they can reconsider the decision. Haas has the authority to go back to a lower stage at any point. I was very much heartened by the improvements in our communication with the, school, with the, the health department, uh, the improvements in testing ability, the protocols for contact tracing, um, and and just the turnaround in in terms of the testing. After the vote, Page said the board would pull together to support the transition, despite the split vote. So we'll be moving forward then as a unified system, not as four three split, but as a seven zero unified division. There are another 1,114 cases of COVID-19 in Virginia today, and the statewide seven-day average for positive tests remains at 4.8%. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 39 cases, with another 17 in Charlottesville and another 8 from Albemarle. Yesterday, the city surpassed Albemarle in total counts. Today, there have been a total of 1,438 cases in Charlottesville, compared to 1,417 in the county. The seven-day average for the Blue Ridge Health District is 5.3% today, up from the 45 recorded on October 1st. Some demographic information of note. Since the pandemic, 44% of cases in the Thomas Jefferson Health District or the Blue Ridge Health District – the name changes soon – of cases have been between people between the ages of 10 and 30. However, there are no deaths within that range. All of the 73 deaths to date in the district have been people over the age of 50, with over the vast majority of those people over the age of 70. The Blue Ridge Health District is within the VDH's northwest region, where overall the number of cases has been increasing for eight days, with burden considered in the high threshold. Percent positivity in the region has also been increasing steadily, as has the number of health care workers with positive cases. This data can be seen on the VDH's Pandemic Metrics page. The University of Virginia reported 219 active cases as of Wednesday, with 189 of them students. 21% of quarantine rooms were filled as of Wednesday, as were 8% of isolation rooms. The election is three and a half weeks away, and the talk this week has been split between the president's positive COVID diagnosis and the vice presidential debate on Wednesday. The Center for Politics at the University of Virginia took another look into Sabato's crystal ball this week and invited vice presidential expert Joel Goldstein to weigh in. You know, to put it into some context, it, it was a debate where I think the the fact that the candidates are older than has ever happened before in, in, uh, in our history, the presidential candidates, and the fact that the president's been diagnosed positive uh, for COVID puts some greater emphasis on the vice presidential candidates. It's also the first time that we've had a vice presidential candidate who is a woman of color, or first time we've had a woman of color as a national candidate. To watch the rest of Goldstein's comments, as well as commentary on the fly from Larry Sabato, visit the Center for Politics channel on YouTube. More than 1,000 homes and businesses in Albemarle County and Charlottesville were without power this morning, according to Dominion Power. This included Charlottesville City Hall, where in-person voting still continued despite the outage. And that's it for another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and the end of what I think is now the 12th week. I'm actually not sure. It has actually become a routine to do these, and I hope it's become a routine for you to listen to them or to read them. Either way, I do appreciate those of you who have contributed through either a contribution through Patreon or by subscribing through Substack. This helps me keep going and helps me envision a future uh, where I get to keep doing this Uh, And we all get to keep doing this together for quite some time. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I'll be back on Monday with another installment in between. Keep an eye out for the Week Ahead newsletter, which will go out on Sunday. That'll be a look into what's happening in local government. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there.